You are Locked On Rays, your daily Tampa Bay Rays podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, my name is Kevin Weiss. I'm Ulysses Sembrano. Host of Locked On Rays, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. You can subscribe to Locked On Rays on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Odyssey, iHeartRadio, and online at fanstreamsports.com. Also, be sure to follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Locked On Rays. And you can email us, LockedOnRays at gmail.com. This episode is brought to you by Spotify Green Room. Download the app and join Ulysses and I this week, this Saturday at 11, actually, to get in on the Tampa Bay Rays action and conversation again around 11 a.m. this Saturday. So be sure you sign up for that. Okay, Ulysses, uh, not much going on in Rays land. It is, of course, the all-star break. So we figured what better thing to do and a couple mailbag episodes. Let's hear from the listeners. Let's hear from the Rays faction out there. And before we actually dive into uh, these wonderful mailbag questions, do want to put out a reminder that uh, if you have not already, please listen to our interview, our conversation with David Sampson, the longtime executive of the Miami Marlins and the Montreal Expos. Very, very uh, fun, entertaining, interesting insight on the Rays stadium debacle. Yes, very honest. Uh, Okay, so let's get right into these mailbag questions. First, again, we we always will put forth the voice memos. Uh, If you email one of those to us, we will get to those. That that will be marked high priority. And this one from Ryan Wilbanks from Louisiana. What's up, fellas? Uh, My name is Ryan Wilbanks. I'm down in South Louisiana. I've been a Rage fan uh, since 98. I love the little brother getting beat up in the AL East. Well, he used to get beat up uh, and battling the likes of the Yankees and the Sox. And just always been a Rage fan. Uh, it's kind of tough down here in South Louisiana, surrounded by a bunch of Astros or ass tros, as I call them. Um, I just wanted to say I appreciate all the work you guys do in this podcast. It's really my only connection to the Rays, um, being that you guys are over there. and I'm over here stuck in Louisiana, but uh, enough about you. Uh, anyway, um, my question would be, how do we sustain, uh, as you guys know and any baseball fan knows, it's a team that gets hot, you know, in, in, in October and, and when the playoffs come around, and, and that's what matters. So sustaining this. Where we're getting into, you know, I don't think we play in the wild card series, but when it gets into the AL Divisional and AL Championships and, and, and when our Rays are back into the World Series this year, uh, doing as great as they are. And shout out to, to T. Walls, man. He has, it's not often you see somebody come up, a call up, do as well as he has. Uh, you know, we wish the best to Willie. Uh, he's, he's doing well in his trade. Uh, but with what we have now on our roster, I think we're set. So, you know, again, thanks, you guys. Okay, Ulysses. So uh, thank you, Ryan, for that email. Basically, he's asking, 
How do the Rays sustain this record and success for the rest of the year and into the postseason? Well, Ryan, we, we can't, uh, well, first of all, thank you so much for the audio. And second of all, sorry that it took us a, a little bit of time, uh, uh, to, to, to get to you, but, uh, hopefully you, you can listen to this one. Uh, you know, it, it's, that's the secret sauce, right? How are they this good? How can they keep it up? Honestly, if, if I have just to pick one thing, it would be the defense. Defense, defense, defense. Uh, I feel like, you know, with him obviously saying uh, Taylor Walls, the defensive component of this team has really just illustrated how different they are from other clubs. Right. I, I, I keep saying this almost in every recap of every series. We, we see other teams and we're like, they're so sloppy on the field. They just don't do the fundamentals. Yes. And you don't even think about sometimes the Rays being good defensively. I mean, yeah, sure they are. But sometimes it's not because they do highlight real catches. It's just they don't make silly mistakes. There are no dumb mistakes day in and day out. That counts. And so if I had to pick one, it would be the defensive component. If they can keep the defensive uh, side of things a hundred percent like they have, I think they'll be fine. Especially, and we'll see if the defense holds up with so many rookies getting as much action as they're getting right now. How does Vidal hold up? How does Taylor Walls hold up? How does Wander Franco hold up? How does Randy Rosarina hold up? And so many others as well. And I love, I love the shout out to Taylor Walls. As I've yes. said before, underrated. Love, love me some Taylor Walls who on baseball reference actually has a one and a half war right now, which <laughs> yeah. is top five among rookies. And I should also note that uh, he is second among all shortstops in the game and defensive runs saved just behind the Texas Rangers, Isaiah Kiner Falefa say that five, five times fast. Uh, <laughs> but there's a reason, look, I think Taylor walls, I think he is just to, I'm not going to go on a, Taylor Walls diatribe here, but there's a reason that he's playing shortstop and not Wander, not Vidal, not Joey Wendell. Like I think yeah. he's he's going to be the cornerstone there for several several years, in my opinion. And you talk about 1.5 B WAR. This guy is not even uh, on fire with the bat yeah. still yet. You know, yeah. and and that's how that's how impressive his uh, his his defensive skills are. I think. Of, with with like third of the amount of innings at the shortstop mm -hmm. position, he already had is leading the uh, defensive run saved, or at least to very close to the top. I don't have the numbers in front of me, but it, it, that's incredible. A third of the innings played, and he's rated what top five in DRS. It's that's right. insane. And I would only expect the offense to come around. Not that it's bad or terrible by any means. Look, I'm not. He's never, I don't think, going to be a 20, 22, 25 home run guy. He's going to be a gap-to-gap, -gap, double guy, get on base, draw walks, not strike out as much. But we have to acknowledge that he had been dealing with an, uh, a wrist issue and how long yeah. that had lingered before he actually told the training staff. So, and, and I think we've seen in, in the last couple of games before the All-Star break that things had really come around and he's starting to put good wood on the ball as far as that goes. Okay. Uh, this next question from Chris Godwinston on Twitter. Uh, he says, I know it's early, but do the Rays manage, but how do the Rays manage the 26 and 40 man roster when 
Anderson, Archer, and Glass now maybe eventually returns. Fleming stay up. Which arms get sent down and traded? Question mark. Oof. Oof. That is, if I thought the first one was difficult, this the second one was more difficult. Uh, you yeah. know, I think the biggest thing here is the same thing that you hear about in spring training for pitchers. Health mm-hmm. and innings. Those two things. So who can provide you innings because they're healthy we always talk about you know when some oh the rusts are crunched the rusts are crunched. i don't think we really need to worry that much because like evan klosky said uh last week those things usually tend to kind of fix themselves most right. of the time because guess what baseball as a sport you get hurt so right now oh ben fleming go on the il just now for Mm -hmm. 10 days Uh, you know people might get hurt so chris i understand your your roster crunch situation and and it is a real one uh, because the Rays have a depth in arms but the easy way out is who is healthy and who can provide you more innings i think that's it yeah and the other thing too is as far as the 40 man thing goes, there's a lot of, I don't want to say dead weight, but I think there's a lot of guys or several guys on the 40 man that you wouldn't uh, cry many tears over if they get released for one reason or the other. Sean Poppin, right. like, do we really, is right. he an impact player? Lewis Head, Chris Maza, Chaz Rowe, I don't know. Can you release him from the 40 man if he's injured? I don't know about that. Matt Whistler and the, the, Kevin Padlow, guys like that. There, there's some maneuverability. This is where you you kind of, if it does come down to, wow, we've got to find a spot for Anderson, Archer, and Glass now, that is separating the wheat from yes. the chaff time. And, and that, quite frankly, is a good thing. I don't think that's yeah. a bad thing at all. That, that'll that um, make the, the team even better. And I know Kevin Padlow, I know that he's got some fans. Hey, I was a fan of him uh, in spring training because he, he looked like the real thing. But unfortunately, you know, sometimes you get an opportunity, two, maybe three, and then that's it. Yeah. And I don't think the opportunities that he has been given in, the, uh, in MLB with the race, um, you know, speak to his talent. But also, you know, sometimes uh, two or three strikes and, and then you're out and that's it. And yeah. I think it could be a Keon Wong situation where, yeah, you have nothing left mm-hmm. to, to show in AAA. But in the major leagues, we give you 20 at bats. Yeah, you, you probably won 200 or right. 500 to prove yourself, but you only got 20. And in your 20, you didn't really come through. He's no Wander Franco. He's no Joey Wendell. He's, I'm sorry to say it, for a player. For a player is Kevin Padlet, that happens. at least right now. That and, happens. Yes. It, and it's not a bad thing. You can still, hey, make your make your money playing a game for a living if that's what it yes. comes down to. <laughs> uh, following up on that sort of this question from Quinlan Deegan, he says, what does the Locked On Rays community think the rotation will look like after the trade deadline, given how the front office likes to operate and how Shane Boz and Louis Patino are looking in Durham could Yarb slash Waka slash McHugh be on the move? This is a good one. Yeah, this is a good one, uh, Quinlan. I, I, I don't think we need to think about Shane Boz right now. I know it's 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 very. It look, <laughs> if I were the GM, I I'd mm-hmm. say okay, let let's make a splash. Let's make let's have some fun. It's the transition year, right? Uh, but I feel like the Rays are going to take their time just in just a little bit longer, just a little bit longer because 
although he has looked great in AAA for a month, it's only been a month. And yeah, the uh, the futures game, he looked untouchable. Yes. And I get it. I get it, people. I'm I'm right there with you. But if we're just looking at it through the lens of the front office, I think they need to see a little bit more in, in AAA, just a little bit more seasoning. You don't want to, you know, have a Kellenic sort of debut, yeah. right? You want to really just make sure that you're going to be fine. And so don't worry about Shane Boss. Patino, yeah, you can worry about him. And I think that he could definitely be a, a factor in the rotation. But then again, his last outing, not so good, right? And he was dominating in AAA. So if right. you're so excited about Shane Boss, look at Patino. He might have done even better than Shane Boss in AAA and got knocked around in the major leagues. It's a very big step going from AAA to MLB. And, you know, basically what we said about Podlo, the same thing, you know, it's a big step. And so I think Patino is a little bit more realistic to look at for, for this year, but I don't know if how much they're going to lean on him. Right. So let me reword or rephrase Quinlan's question a little bit. Who do you think is the first guy knocked out of the rotation? If the Rays were to, you know, say glass now is back, say Archer is back, say they do want to Waka. make a move on. Okay. Waka. Waka would be my first one. After that great outing before the all-star break. Yeah. Yeah. You yeah. got to look at body of work and, and those two things, health and innings. He has been mostly healthy. He has given you innings, but then again, if 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 you are actually ready to give Patino, hey, look, I don't care about your bad outings. If you're gonna suck, stink it up in MLB. Yeah. Don't suck it up in AAA because you're not sucking at AAA. Then yeah, you gotta right. have to make room, and, and Waka would be that guy. Now I don't I, see Hill. Yeah. I don't see Fleming. I don't see Yarbrough. I, I, nobody's gonna come out before Waka. Yeah. I think. I mean, if you take Waka out, I feel like you'd definitely have to add a righty in his place. You can't, there you I don't go. think you'd want to have an entire rotation of lefties, which no. does, I'm starting to lean a little bit towards Rich Hill. I'm a little bit concerned. Uh, okay. I wonder how he's going to be able to hold up through August and September. Let's remember this guy at 41 years old, he's 41 now, uh, he threw just 38 innings last year and 58 the year before. And he's at what ninety something right now? I think. At so, there's got to be yeah. a point where the levy breaks. I would think, unless he's Jamie hurt. Boyer two point <laughs> Well, let's hope so, right? Yeah. And he can pitch five more seasons. But yeah, forty one hasn't broken down yet. Hasn't hit the IL. You can really be thankful for what he has been giving you. I mean, for God's sakes, he was the American League peach, pitcher of of the month in May. Yeah. So yeah, I think it it was already. I think if if he doesn't pitch. For the rest of the year, that was money well spent. But I do think he's going to pitch. I get what you're saying, right. but until it breaks, I don't think they're that, that they're going to move on him. I think if you if you put Walker or Hill, and again, good one on the lefties. That is very true. McClanny, yeah. Yarbs, it, it, it's lefty heavy right now. But I still feel like if they have to pull the trigger on either Hill or Walker, the results I think speak that Walker might be the first to go. Prop bet. Colin McHugh throws more innings the rest of the season <laughs> than Rich Hill. Put it on the board. Mark it down. Ooh, are you sure you want to do that? Wow. I'm going to put it down. Yes. That's I'm uh, very, I very confident. That's P, this is PG 13 language, but that's bossy. Thank you, sir. Sometimes <laughs> you gotta, you, you gotta play ball a little bit. Uh, <laughs> I, I know what Colin McHugh and Rich Hill need, and that is freshly uh, dinner time can be chaotic, but with freshly it's easy 
their chefs take care of your meals a few nights a week, and really, they take all the pressure off you. Freshly can fit your lifestyle with a variety of plants and meals to pick from that work for your dietary needs, preferences, taste, and family size. Your meals are always delivered fresh, never frozen, and they're ready to heat and enjoy in just minutes. Right now, Freshly is offering our listeners $40 off your first two orders when you go to freshly.com slash locked on. That's freshly.com slash locked on to get $40 off your first two orders. Spotify Greenroom is the first social audio platform made for sports fans. The app is free to download, and once you're in, you can talk with me, Ulysses, other fans, athletes, and insiders in real time about your favorite team or sport. We'll be hosting rooms for Locked On Rays once a week, and yes, that means you can finally join in on the conversation you listen to here every day. Go download the free Spotify Greenroom app now, currently available on all iOS devices. Be sure to create a profile, link your Twitter, and join the MLB group for the latest league updates. And follow us at Kevin Weiss and at Ulysses to be notified when our room goes live. Spotify Greenroom, changing the way we talk sports. Talking about sports, Kevin, I, I really want to uh, just give you a 30 second rant here. Oh, uh, yeah. You know, for, you know, peeling the curtain back here a little bit, uh, people we're, we're actually uh, recording while watching the the all-star game. So I'm sorry if Zunino or Wendell or Kittrich did something amazing and we're not talking about it. Um, but uh, I hate the all-star uniforms. The, the, one of the coolest things about the all-star game was seeing every damn uniform being represented on the field at the same time. I bleeping hate that they changed mm. that. Bleeping. Bleeping, bleeping, bleep. Hate it. Oh, man. So you would rather the players wear their own jerseys, correct? Is that the game plan yeah. you're working with? Oh, 100%. Like yeah. they used to in the olden days when I was a kiddo, a lad. A now, I don't lad. have the game on, but are there hats, their team hats, or are they like an MLB All-Star logified thing? Yeah. And the the yeah, latter, like unfortunately. That. I don't like that at all. I like seeing no. all the different players from all the different teams. I'm yes. with you there. Yeah, and a uh, little behind the curtain here, Ulysses, you're watching the game. I am not watching the game. I do not have it up. I Hopefully after we record this episode that I'll I'll slap it on there. But I can see the, the bright light flashing through your glasses. It's a little <laughs> nice reflection there. Yeah. Um, I, I guess, and while we're recording, I guess we can't hear... Joe Buck mispronounced a raised player's name like he did with Brandon Lau back in the day. Brandon Lowe. Oh, God. You know, Brandon must have hated that so much, man. Hey, uh, look, I, I, I think Joe Buck is a little further in his career than we are, but we have gotten our fair share of criticism with name mispronunciations. This is true. But, this is true. Uh, I do want to see if he nails uh, Zanino. Kittredge and Mendel. Wendell. No, Wendell. Hey, not Mendel. I did it. Oh, boy. <laughs> uh, we'll see what happens. They're going to okay. get you, Kevin. They're going to get you. Oh, my gosh. Uh, okay, let's get back into the mailbag questions. This question, actually multiple questions here, uh, from the Cranky Fan on Twitter. 
Uh, he says season record, current losing streak and roster availability aside, how would you rate Kevin Cash's actual job performance this year on a scale from one to 10? So this, this email or this, uh, this message on Twitter was sent, I guess, as the Rays were in the midst of their losing streak, but let's kind of separate that a little bit. How would we rate Kevin Cash's actual job performance this year on a scale from one to 10? Well, um, cranky fan. Um, that's a good question coming from the cranky fan. Uh, one to 10, one being the worst 10 being the best. I don't know how you don't say eight. At least, That's, right? I mean, you you got to get going eight. Because if you say anything less than an eight, what are you watching? Mm-hmm. Yeah, you can have in-game situations where you go, that's a Kevin Crash moment. Because he's human, right? And, and hey, I have a microphone. And if I see something wrong and that he did wrong, I am going to say it. We're going to say it. Uh, but overall, his job performance, dude, I, I mean, he passes with more than flying yeah. colors uh, i mean b and um, sorry eight or a b at least yeah that's, that's his that's his floor right now i'm gonna give him around eight and a half to nine i can't think of a ton of kevin crash moments that we've had in the rays are let's be honest outperforming their preseason expectations and the fact that yeah. he has done it with a an eclectic group of how many rookies on this team how many rookies have played you have guys ranging in age from 20 years old to 41 years old, navigating the clubhouse in the midst of losing a clubhouse leader in Willie Adamas, and the Rays just kept on winning from that point. I mean, if I'm going Blake to Snell, really, yes, Charlie Morton, yes, a, a huge losses throughout the offseason. Glass now, now being- injuries, injuries, injuries. <laughs> Everything has worked against Cash, and he's still, you know, coming up uh, smelling like a flower here. And being, uh, you know, kind of under the magnifying lens of the whole baseball world for four and a half months since game six until the regular season started. And that that gets to the clubhouse like the clubhouse dudes have social media. They know they're talking Mm -hmm. crap about their manager. So like that also has to he has to let that go. He has yes. to let that go. He doesn't have to let that affect his job. I mean, honestly, I, I don't see how you could have, you know, a lot of arguments against him overall within right. the game. Sure, there are Kevin Crash moments, and 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 we all hate them. But uh, yeah. how many other managers would you like to have? I'll ask. I'll I'll, I'll ask Cranky Fan that. Uh, of the other twenty nine managers, yeah. are there three? that that even make the list that you would be like you know what i'd really like you know joe girardi to manage yeah. the race really dusty yeah. baker really you want that you want tony la Russa to to manage the race I, yeah i don't think there are a lot of guys that i would put over kevin cash right now very good point really a lot of it too is how willing are you to buy into the Rays' organizational ethos are you willing to play ball tony la Russa ain't playing ball with what the rays do So you got to think about it that way. Look, there's some little things. If we're going to nitpick, like I would at times like to see more bunting, some of the extra inning situations, but like, I know we had a comment several weeks ago about pulling out Rich Hill and how that was a Kevin crash moment perhaps. But I'll say to this rich Hill, maybe, you know, don't hit two batters in a half inning. 
sometimes it's it's more on hey. we, we can't just blame Kevin Cash for the missteps of a player. Player screwed up, so Kevin Cash yeah. had to make a move, had to make a decision, had to force his hand. Sure, and and, and you know I'll, I'll I'll play devil's advocate. You know when you take out Shane McClanahan um, with the bases loaded in Yankee Stadium, if you just tell me that, I tell you, yeah, of course. Oh, it's the third inning or the fourth. I think it was the third inning. I think it was the fourth inning and he had like zero outs or one out or whatever. Mm -hmm. But the Kevin crash moment came in that he saw this whole thing unfold, didn't warm up the pitcher, only warmed him up for three pitches of Shane McClanahan's and and Shane McClanahan. He brings him in. And what does Ryan Thompson do? He promptly gives up the the run. So that's a Kevin crash moment. So there's a difference, you know, there's a difference here, but uh, um, does cranky fan have another one. Yes, uh, Cranky Fan also has a very good follow-up here. He says, do you feel the organization strategy of the 162-game big picture cost this team too many individual games? I mean, the Rays are in a pretty good spot right now. They were in a better spot, first place in the AL East, but I think maybe what he's looking at is what the Rays did or didn't do in the offseason coming off World Series Game 6, perhaps. I think... I was surprised that they didn't, you know, put all their chips in. Mm-hmm. I was surprised, and I think a lot of race fans are. But just like everything in life, if if you don't go by learning something every day, then you're just you're missing the right. point. And I I learned something. The race will never cash all their ch- all their chips in. They will never yeah. go all in. And that's something that we're going to have to. Uh, actualize, realize as race fans. If we if if we like this team, we have to know that they will never put all their chips in. Just like right. you like to do it at, at poker games uh, with yes. me and 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 swindle me out of my five dollars, Kevin. Uh, that just never will happen. They will right. never do that. Why? Because they believe in this strategy. Get to the playoffs, no matter how how you can get there. Because after that. It's a crapshoot. It it's whoever wins it. It does. It, it whoever gets hot in the playoffs, that's who gets there. So yeah. build a roster that can get you ninety plus wins. If that's by yes. bullpenning, that's by bullpenning. If that's by changing the game and doing openers, that's what it'll be. But they will never, 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 never do what we wanted them to do during the off season. Right. And the only thing that I would really do differently from what the Rays did, I was fine. Okay. Still am with the Blake Snell trade. Uh, but I wish, I mean, looking back on it now, hindsight being 2020, if you could have re-signed Charlie Morton, having insurance for if, and when glass now goes down, I mean, Morton is killing it right now. He's one of the few bright spots on a Braves team that has now lost a Cunha. Started shaky. Started shaky. Yes. But if you look at his numbers right now, he's eight and three, three, six, four ERA. 1.101 whip, 114 strikeouts and 99 innings pitched. That's pretty good. <laughs> That'd be he'd be number one right now in the Rays rotation. Yeah. And you know what? You know what's funny about all this is I wonder if Charlie Morton could go back in time and say, we don't know what the Rays offered uh, right. Charlie Morton to come back. I mean, it definitely wasn't the 15 million dollars, but say it was eight, nine, 10, 11 million dollars. If he'd go back and take that, knowing that he would have a chance to play for a contending team. Whereas the Braves are under 500 right now, I think third in the NL East. And I don't think things are looking up for them as they just lost Acuna Jr. for the season. And they yeah. have other issues as well. Like he's playing on a team, quite frankly, 
I don't think is going anywhere. Honestly, I, I don't think he would. I don't mm. think he would because I think there was a little bit, I'm not going to say break in promise uh, because, you know, this is a business, okay? Like, right. be a big boy. Like, you sign a contract, we can also, you know, not pick up the option. But I do feel like when he says, this is where I want to be, this is where my family is, this is awesome because I'm 30 minutes away, and then they don't pick up your option, and then they want to pay you less, and then other teams willing to pick, pay you more. Right. I don't think as a father of what is it four girls? I don't think he's really looking at, Hey, I want to be for a contender. Like he, he actually has won it. If, if he hadn't won that ring with, with, with Houston, then I would say, yeah, he just wants to win. Yeah. He wants to be with the competitor, but because he has done it, I think he's just, look, I got to get four girls into college. And uh, <laughs> I don't know about you, but have you seen college prices, uh, college tuition? So right now, Oh, and, and Perry agrees. Perry agrees with me. Uh, that's so Perry, awesome. the, the worst third co-host, the worst <laughs> sidekick of all time. Uh, conspiracy mm. theory. Maybe the Rays look for Charlie Morton in a trade deadline deal. Maybe that. something could be worked out there. I'm just throwing it out there. I think okay. that's more likely than Scherzer. Just saying. That is way more likely than Scherzer because it would be only for this year. It's a one-year yeah. 15 mil. So if you just do napkin math, you owe him yeah. $7.5 million. Um, maybe even less, actually, because it's it's more than 81 games that have, that have been played. I don't... I, look... You, you know me, you're, you're tugging at my heartstrings. I, I know. I'm, I, I'm sorry. an emotional guy. I, of course, I love this idea. Of course, I want to see Uncle Chuck throwing that snazzy curveball at the top. I, I would love to, 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 to hear Charlie freaking Morton. And I'm saying freaking because I don't yes. want to make you edit things. NL, AL, I think it's give, give Atlanta whatever they need. They want some prospects. They want an outfielder. You can find a way to make it work. Give they, they're, Kevin Padlow, ship off, you know, uh, grew I think on. you got to give him more than Padlow. I, look, I know you want to try to get rid of Padlow, but I think you got to give him more than Padlow. I hope right, that's not what right. you're starting with. Oh, my <laughs> gosh. You know what Kevin Padlow needs? He needs some built bars, Ulysses. I think that's what oh. Kevin Padlow needs. You know, it, it, it could help them because built bars are not only delicious, but they're incredibly healthy too. Again, I talked about the grasshopper cookie. It's still on the website, people. It's a wonderful flavor. Uh, what does it taste like? Well, this one is a classic thin mint cookie. Okay, so it's all the flavor without all that sugar. So this grasshopper cookie has 150 calories, 17 grams of protein, only five grams of sugar, but you know what? Maybe you're not a thin mint kind of person. And you're like, you know, Ulysses, I like double chocolate. I like German chocolate. I like strawberry. I like salted caramel. I'll say, guess what? Go to built.com. They've got all of those. They are delicious. They are healthy. You've just got to get yourself a built bar. I'm already, I already want one. I want to put pause on this podcast. Go get myself a built bar from the fridge because I do the Kevin Weiss theory, put them in the fridge for a couple mm -hmm. minutes maybe 10 minutes at most, take them out. You got yourself something delicious and healthy. So go to built.com, use promo code LOCKED15, that's L-O-C-K-E-D-1-5, and you will get 15% off on your order. So use promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at built.com. I can't confirm this, but I've heard rumors that the reason that Brandon Lau is hitting so many home runs right now is because he has tapped into some built bars. I'm you just saying that? I, I've heard you're not, you heard that as well. I mean, yeah, yeah. I, I keep getting DMS yeah. about it. It's crazy. That's awesome. Okay. Okay. Maybe it's uh, true. 
That means you all, all you listeners need to get it as well. Uh, continuing with these mailbag questions. And again, we're going to have a part two mailbag episode running on Thursday as well. So many great questions from our listeners. Uh, this from Jake Stokes. He says, uh, with the trade deadline approaching, do you foresee any raised moves other than the guys coming back from injury? Joey Gallo, I can dream. And Richard Rodriguez from the Pirates are guys I'd have my eyes on but the pirates may not pick up the phone dot, dot, dot. <laughs> yeah. I don't think the pirates might be too, no. uh, too fond of the seven two seven area code that yeah. pops up on their, on, on their office, but they'll, they'll call everybody. Look, I, I, I they have conversations with everybody. Like we talked with, uh, David yesterday mm-hmm. on, 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 on the show. Look, there are so many conversations happening. I mean, you, you've got I, I you've got Yankees and Rays talking. You've got every, especially right every, now during the All Star. Yeah, break. you've got them. They've got them talking, rubbing elbows. Of course, that's happening. Look, I don't think Joey Gallo is happening. I don't nope. think, of course, Sonny Gray. I'm not even gonna say the S name. Um, you know how that gets me. Yeah. Uh, but. Uh, yeah, I, I do see little things that, that might happen. I do not see Nelson Cruz, and I don't think you do either. I Again, I will I will bite my anything off, yeah. uh, keep it PG. Uh, if, if, if the Rays get somebody who we know for sure, like a household right. name, like somebody that, that you wouldn't be surprised with the name on a, on a jersey to see, uh, you know, uh, on a stadium. If, right. if the Rays get a guy that has multiple jerseys in their home stadium right now, oh, name the prop bed risk that you want mm-hmm. me to do. Name 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 whatever you want me to do, Twitter people, because I just don't see that happening. Yeah, I definitely don't see the Richard Rodriguez Pirates connection. I, I think just too many arms that are going to be coming back that they would throw out there. And Joey Gallo, I think there is some infatuation out there with Ray's fandom and Joey Gallo. And Heavy. look, I will acknowledge Heavy. that Joey Gallo has had a really good bounce back year and is putting up numbers. The on-base percentage, the power, the average is up. He's actually been pretty evenly split against lefties and righties. I would think if anything, you would want that more of that right-handed bat. But when I think of Joey Gallo, I think of a guy that can be heavily shifted against and a guy that strikes out a ton that is not what the Rays are looking for right now. No. Uh, we don't need a 37% strike ra- a strikeout rate on this team right no. now, in my opinion, anyway. So No, um, I, I, honestly, if, if you want something, get another contact hitter. But again, yeah. the promotions that are happening within are, I think, the answer. I don't think we're going to see any big trades happening. If you If we yeah. do... It's going to be a white Wyatt Matheson sort of deal. And you're like, oh, who is that guy? And then a month later, you're like, oh, okay, he's gone. Good. Yeah. And I think Joey Gallo is probably even, not that he's making a ton of money, but probably too much for the Rays to take on as well with that. Uh, okay. Brian Stark asked, what do you think the Rays need to do to improve on their first half? What will push them past the Red Sox and create distance between them and Toronto and the New York Yankees? Brian, Brian, Brian. Um, can I shoot for the moon here, Brian? Sure. Because I'm gonna, I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm, I'm going to make more contact. If you it, look, the Rays are where they are. A game and a half 
correct me if I'm wrong, but a game mm-hmm. and a half from the from the lead in the in 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 the AL East. Game and a half. They're closing in on 50 wins, correct? Right. Uh, look, they're a really good team. If yes. you it, what they've done is amazing, but if you could just decrease the damn strikeouts and put the ball in play, just increase that contact rate just a tad, just a tad for those strikeouts to just become ground balls that those sloppy defenses that we like to trash on this podcast from other teams, mm-hmm. make them make the play. And they're probably not going to make the play. And that ground out becomes a, a man on first. That becomes a runner on second because they chose to throw it first and then the ball, the ball got away. Those little things, by just putting the ball a little bit more in play, that would create more runs. It would create more hassle for the pitcher. Yes. It would create all of those instances where that two-run home, uh, two, two, two home run by Mike Zunino can now become a three-run home run by Meadows, you know, yeah. it, 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 those are the things that I think if you, if I have to pick one thing, increase the contact rate. And I think by having a Taylor Waltz, by mm-hmm. ha- by having a Wander Franco, by having a Vidal Brujan, you're actually doing that. You're decreasing the strikeout rate. So hopefully we can see a little bit more contact. And I think that will create separation from Toronto and the Yankees and get us closer to yes. the top and, and, and the Red Sox. I agree. And tied into the contact rate, I mean, this goes right to it, is the late game, extra inning <sighs> situations and scenarios. That is where yes. contact can make the difference. Th- this team has eight walk-off losses right now. They're three and nine Unreal. in extra inning games. They're 11 and 14 in one-run games. So contact, I think, is important in those keys, plus bullpen help you know uh pete fairbanks not crap in the bed diego castillo not crap in the bread uh drew rasmussen uh not crap in the bed um also just hope and pray that the the blue jays the yankees the red sox don't make huge blockbuster moves and i don't even really know how to if it matters at the end of the day i mean how they their their record is what it is it's a very good record but yeah they are streaky. They do go through a, okay, we lose six in a row. Then we win five, six in a row. Then we lose seven in a row. Then we win seven, eight in a row. I don't know if that's sustainable or if that's workable as you get later on into the season and into the playoffs. So that, that, that's some little food for yeah. thought there as well. So great, great questions. And again, we've got so many more and we're going to have to save that for tomorrow's show. That wraps up this edition of the Locked on Rays podcast. Now tell your smart device to play the most recent episode of the Locked on Today and Locked on MLB Prospects podcast. Hope you all have a wonderful day. Stay safe and we'll talk to you tomorrow.